Welcome to Resilience Unraveled. Hi everybody and welcome to Resilience Unraveled, a podcast that examines all aspects of personal and organisational resilience. A huge all-encompassing subject that covers the ability to thrive in life by harnessing your cognitive, emotional, physiological and contextual abilities. I share stories from people who have thrived despite remarkable obstacles, as well as highly successful practitioners and experts across a range of topics. And this podcast introduces their amazing stories and expertise, as well as my own reflections, perspectives, strategies and tips, which come from my own synthesis of themes and trends from wider learning. You can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and eBooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com. Then search for Resilience Unraveled. So, let's get started. Enjoy the show. Hey, and welcome back to Resilience Unraveled. And today I have with me Laurie Seitz, who is um, going to spend a lot of time this today extolling the benefits of forgiveness and gratitude. Um, but first of all, let's find out a little bit about it. Hi, Laurie, how are you? Hello, welcome, welcome. Welcome to your welcome. own show. Um, thank, thank you. you. For, <laughs> thank you for, what I meant to say was thank you for welcoming me. <laughs> That's okay. And it's, um, it's interesting when you have your own podcast, you do slip into interviewer mode quite easily. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel very welcomed oh. onto my own show. That's very lovely. And I should be grateful for that, I'm sure. <laughs> Maybe, yes. <laughs> so, uh, well, tell us a little bit about yourself. I, I've already alluded to the fact you're a podcast host, but what else are you about? I have more than 25 years in marketing as a background. And uh, now I'm teaching gratitude, the concepts of gratitude and meditation my mission is really to teach the world to be calm and grounded, no matter what is going on around them. What does that mean? What does that mean? That means taking a pause to respond to situations instead of jumping at the first instigation and reacting like your hair is on fire, which seems to be the way our world works right now. Yeah. So why, what, what, what's, what's, what's driving that, do you think? What's driving the chaos? Yeah, and the hair being on fire. I love that expression, especially someone with so much hair. But, uh, <laughs> I really get that. <laughs> I think it's a lot of things. It's the overwhelm of so much information being thrown at us on a daily basis. There was some something I read a while back that our grandparents had only to, the amount of information that we are exposed to every day, what is the equivalent of what our grandparents were exposed to over their entire lifetime. Yes. And we have not evolved to the point where we can process all of this efficiently. Nor is so, much of it actually true. Yeah, right. And so being able to even discern yeah. what's true, what's not true, what do I need to pay attention to? What can I not pay attention to? So it's always intrigued me that in a very busy world that, that, you know, when there's a lot going on around us, where we're expected to perform more, that what we should do is spend a lot of time during the day doing nothing and meditating. So, I mean, what's the logic for this approach? I don't recommend that people spend a lot of time meditating at all. 
that's one of the things I think that makes me different from a lot of people who talk about meditation in that one, there is no one right way to do it. There are many and you, it's a, it's about finding the thing that works for you. And it doesn't have to take a lot of time. You could spend 10 minutes, 10, 15, 20 minutes. And I look at it more as an investment of time because, and I'm sure we'll get into this, but meditation actually helps you be more focused and more productive. So if you're spending, let's say 15 minutes meditating, you're actually buying yourself time because you're spending less time, let's putting together a presentation or um, it takes you less to do it because you're more focused and, and present. So you're actually buying yourself time. Hmm. I mean, okay, well, unpack that for me. So, so in what way does it produce um, focus? So meditation, and there's science and research behind this. It's not just me making up things because meditation makes you quote unquote, feel good. It, it actually enhances creativity. So you can come at a problem with several different angles and be more creative about solving it. It, um, it decreases anxiety. So as you know, I mean, your show's all about resilience. That makes you more resilient. If you can be in a more relaxed state, you are open to getting more insights and having more breakthroughs. The other thing that I was going to go on, uh, the other, the other things that, the other things that meditation can do is enhance um, emotional intelligence, which makes you more uh, empathy, Mm -hmm. empathetic. So if you are in a situation that is frustrating and it has to do, it has other people involved in it, you can, you're less likely to act impulsively. and get frustrated in an emotionally charged situation so it makes your your interactions easier yes it's 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 a very interesting thing isn't it because people talk about uh scientific um proof for meditation but actually most of the proof that cited really is um focused on one or two areas where there are profound things there's no doubt that actually the ability to control your thoughts uh during the meditative process is useful but i mean claiming that meditation helps ibs and these other treatments is actually quite, I mean, they're always, the, the meditation experiments are always based on tiny samples and, you know, always very quite poorly constructed and such like. And, but I mean, but we know that the primary benefit is about sort of inner peace, isn't it? Because actually it's this ability to control your thoughts, focus on your breathing, either be mindful or mindless, whichever one you want to go for. Uh, and that makes sense. But I, I always find it interesting how people then take these results and then apply them to the real world. So you're saying things like, I'm more productive in a presentation, for example, or I'm more focused. I just, I just don't see how those two things come together. So maybe in your own, just your own experience, that's enough, you know? Yes, and it's meditation is actually rewiring your brain. It's re, re wiring re when we say rewiring if you think of a pathway so you know people who design walkways have they pave the walkway and then the people who are actually walking it every day find a shortcut through 
a patch of grass <laughs> mm. and they start walking that way because it's shorter. And then there's a path uh, worn into the grass. That's how our brains are. They find it finds the easiest, shortest way. And if we want to find a different way that is more effective, we that's we're rewiring it. So we're creating a different path, mm. a new path. And that pathway is what makes us more productive, more focused, more efficient. It's kind of like, actually, it's kind of like taking back control of our minds, especially yeah. in our world now with social media. But social that track is, um, is the same track that's enhanced with things like yoga as well. So it's, mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of ways to be able to build this sort of meditative, um, freewheeling, brain reduction in terms of um, uh, load almost on it and I mean as a hypnotherapist I find this as well you know this I the idea of just being able to allow people just to submerge themselves into their own bodies almost is is a massive effect even where the therapy effect doesn't work so so meditation I, I see works that way but you go further and you talk about forgiveness and gratitude don't you as part of your practice so perhaps we to just bottom out those two subjects and then see how they all work together, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do all work together. Um, gratitude is, um, is another powerful way to, let's say, reprogram yeah. your brain because you're strengthening those neural pathways that we're talking about. When you are practicing gratitude, they get stronger. So the more you can see gratitude in your world, the more you can find gratitude for what's happening in your world, the stronger those neural pathways become. And your, the brain chemistry actually changes. You're, you're having more feel-good chemicals, that dopamine, the serotonin, the oxytocin, less cortisol, which is the stress hormone. And so this is where you can, again, get reductions in physical pain uh, and an increase in the effectiveness of your immune system. Yeah. A practicing this on a practical standpoint, you know, how does this affect somebody who's listening and on an everyday basis? So we live in a world that loves complaining and criticizing. One of the things that I teach my clients is when you want to become more grateful, get into the practice of being more grateful. Mm. recognize, catch yourself when you are complaining or criticizing mm. and add on this, this phrase at the end, but I'm grateful for. And the more you do that, the more practice you get into doing that, yeah. the more you will catch yourself and the more you will then naturally start seeing more things to be grateful for. And are you looking for generic generalized types of gratitude? Are you saying this difficult thing is happening at the moment and I'm grateful for it because I'm extracting something from that specific thing? I'm just wondering about your fundamental attribution place. Yeah, it, both of them, <clears throat> both of those things. Sometimes it's hard to find the more, the, the greater good out of a situation until you're a little bit further removed from it. Yeah. However, you can still find gratitude in it, some element of gratitude. Yeah, I get that. And so, and you're talking about forgiveness as well. Is that something that's part of it? Or um, I, I always, we always have a big to and fro with people into, into forgiveness, but tell us about your approach on this. Yeah, forgiveness. 
for the way I see it is forgiveness is releasing gratitude within yourself. Again, can you find gratitude for that situation was where somebody perhaps wronged you? And by allowing forgiveness changes nothing for the other person. It's about changing what's in you. Yeah. Was it Wayne Dyer who said uh, about drinking poison and hoping it kills the other person? <laughs> you know, that's what we do when we hold on to anger and resentment and don't allow forgiveness. It doesn't affect the other person. It only affects us. Yes. Yes, and it's important to say that forgiveness doesn't absolve another person from their guilt. It's actually forgiving yourself, isn't it? But the trouble is you have to be able to learn the lessons. So is this where the gratitude comes a bit? Because obviously there's a, there's a sort of, I'm not to blame, I'm not to blame. Um, you know, I can forgive myself, I can forgive myself. But you don't get any accountability with that, really, don't you? So is this, is this the role of the gratitude? Or how does that weave in? If you can find gratitude for that situation, then again, you're giving yourself that peace of calm or peace of mind and sense of calm. Yes. Yeah. Do, do you have a cat or a small child somewhere? I do. House? It's a cat. Oh, that's okay. No, you're not, you're not the first person ever to have had a cat in the background. We had a cat playing the piano once in the background. That's, a, that's absolutely fine. Oh, that it's sounds like it would be, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She is. She's just to explain to anybody who's looking balcony. around for their own cat. It's your cat. It's uh, making. It, it, yes, it, it is mine. It's very funny. No, that's okay. Um, she just woke up from a nap. Oh yeah. Well, who and why not? So, can you tell us an example of where you've um, you've actually found a, a benefit yourself in your own life from using these things? Absolutely. When I started my first business back in two thousand three, I was actually making and marketing a product called the gratitude cookie. And it was based on a family recipe. And since I'm a marketer, I was, I created it as a product for businesses to say thank you to their clients and to people who sent them referrals. The irony was I was not a very grateful person. And one day my friend and mentor, Paul Martinelli said to me, you know, I'm going to challenge you on this. And he challenged me to read chapter seven in the book, The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. Mm -hmm. Chapter seven is on gratitude. Uh And so he challenged me to read it for 30 days, twice a day, once in the morning and once at night. I said, okay, Paul, I'm up for that challenge. And I did it. And at the end of 30 days, absolutely nothing happened. (laughs) Okay, where, you know, it should be raining money or something, right? No, but several months later, I was driving home from a friend's house from dinner and smoke started pouring out of the front of my car. I managed to get off the highway and to get into a a gas station that was open. It was 1130 at night and call a tow truck to come get me. Instead of going into that, I can't believe this is happening rant that most people would go into, right? It's frustrating. This is is crazy. I just want to be home. It's late. I'm tired. Instead, I went immediately to gratitude. And I thought, thank goodness, I was able to get off the the road safely. And that I could pull into this gas station was open. 
and that I have a tow truck coming to get me at 1130 at night. It was a holiday. Uh, and that I was only five miles. What's that? Three kilometers, uh, 5k, about 5k from, from home. Um, that's a short walk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Right. Uh, yeah. So immediately to gratitude. And that's when I noticed the difference. And that's what happens when the more you practice gratitude, the more you slip into it more naturally. Hmm. Hmm, interesting. And um, um, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I just wonder whether, I just wonder whether that practice stimulated that response. Well, uh, do you have another explanation? Uh, no, I don't. I just think, do you think because you've sort of formed a pattern in your head that you've sort of fallen into that more exists or more regularly defined pattern? Is that how it works? Yeah, because you're, again, rewiring right. your brain to see gratitude, not to, again, not to, like, obviously my car was broken down. I didn't not see that. I yeah. just instead yeah, yeah, yeah. chose to go to gratitude instead of being angry and resentful and, and, all worked up. So, so what I you're couldn't actually... change the situation. All I was changing was my response to exactly. it. Exactly. So, what you're actually saying is that you were more used to being able to choose one res response over other. So, it wasn't gratitude. That was actually the choice you made. That was the key. The key, really. But you were experienced and naturally manipulating that process. So that became a, a good choice or, or a, an accepted choice. Because I think that's the thing is about helping people make great choices in the world, isn't it? Yes, we we always have. A choice. Yeah. It's true. And now becoming I, aware of the choice, becoming yeah. aware of one, the fact that you have a choice. Yeah. And two, what those choices are. Yeah. Always have a choice. Is the cat coming on your knee now? It has to. It has to. I might have to pick her up to make go her on, quiet. Go on. cat. <laughs> I want away. to see a pole wave. If there's a cat okay. on your lap, we need we'll to see a pole wave and we'll, we'll be okay. taking a photograph of that and putting it out okay. there. Okay. <laughs> if she comes back over here, I'll grab her. <laughs> So, a little too so what, old to jump this high now. Oh, bless. So, um, so tell me a little bit about your, your website, um, your co online courses. Tell, tell, tell me a little bit about how people can find out more about what your, your approach is. Yeah. So because I am so focused on helping people find peace and calm and through using the concepts of gratitude and meditation, I, you know, a lot of people walk around saying everything's fine when it's not fine. We're, We've been, again, socially conditioned, yeah. one, because we don't want to burden other people with our, our issues, mm. and two, might not even recognize for ourselves that everything is not fine. Yeah. And so that's why I, my program is called F Being Fine. And within that program, there's what I call a trilogy for success. And that trilogy is gratitude, mm -hmm. connections connections with others, connections with ourselves. That's where that meditation piece comes in and courage. Tell me more about the courage bit. Yeah, we can have all the, the gratitude for everything and we can be very well connected to our inner voice. Yeah. That inner truth that we have within ourselves and our connection to our higher power, if you believe in one. And then we still need to take action. Yeah and find the courage to do the thing that most people know, they know what they need to do. They're just afraid to do it. Yes. Very good, I like it. 
Um, and, and what's the name of the site? Where can we find you? Tell us more. Yeah. So the, the company, my company is called Zen Rabbit. So it's zenrabbit.com. And you're smirking because, yes, because as an American, I do not know what the British think of Zen Rabbit. And I think I'm about to learn. No, 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 I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to have to look it up after we are, after our conversation. <laughs> Not awesome. At all. Not at all. No, it's great. It's a great idea. And um, and I know you have your own podcast, which is actually great. Um, because actually the more people with podcasts, the better. Um, there's just so much support for people out there. And I think it's really interesting having this different, different approach, you know, coming from this different place. I like it. Um I mean the 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 challenges for um for people at the moment, as you said, are greater and greater. And you're saying meditation, forgiveness, courage, other things to, to help you deal with that. Um, how do you think this will help with people's resilience, just as a sort of final thought? Yeah, I mean, the resilience is about bouncing back, right? About being able to handle getting punched in the face and still, still moving forward. And so if you can have that, that peace and calm to not necessarily punch back, but to respond instead of getting in a fight yeah. going, okay, this is what is now, how do I proceed? Good. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I like the bit about courage as well. I think that uh, courage is the key for resilience. I think it's, uh, I think we often lose that. We can, um, we can lose our confidence, lose our courage, you know, because actually we, as you said, right at the very beginning, because we're sort of dealing with a lot of stuff that's being thrown at us on a regular basis. You, you just mm -hmm. get, you get tired, don't you? That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think we often beat ourselves up for being tired. Yeah. Because I should be tougher. I should be stronger. I should be, you know, the, eliminate the word should for one thing, but have grace with yourself. Yeah. And I think your point about the fine is, is very true. I think we've slipped into this code, which is a part of normal communication is just to have this sort of pastime thing at the front. But um, it's interesting because I, I talked to a guy called Tony Crabb and he said, actually, there were, when everybody asks each other how they are these days, they all say the word busy rather than fine. And I think actually both of those words you hear a lot and they're both equally um, something to be dug into. So that's Completely brilliant. Thank you for spending agree. time with us today. I really like that. That's, uh, that's, that's a fascinating thing. I like your ideas. That's good stuff. So zenrabbit.com is the site. Uh, and um, you can get a hold of Laurie there. So thanks for spending time with us today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Hi, everybody. I hope you found that episode useful and interesting. Feedback is always welcomed. And if you're in the mood to subscribe to us or even leave a comment on iTunes or Stitcher, that would be amazing. If you want to suggest ideas or even people you would like me to interview, then reach out to us at qedod.com forward slash contact. As I said earlier, you can go to qedod.com forward slash podcast for show notes or follow the links. And you can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and ebooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com. Then search for Resilience Unraveled. I look forward to being in your ear next time around. Take care.